0: I remember it, um, I do remember it kind of like it was yesterday. It was a Sunday in October a couple of years ago. We were watching the Cowboy football game, and all of a sudden the sirens started going off. And next thing you know, there were, I think, a total of five tornadoes that hit North Texas, and one of which went right through the heart of uh, North Dallas and wiped out, among other things, the very popular Fish City Grill that's down at... uh, down at Preston Royal. Finally, it is coming back. Bill Bain is the chief seafood officer, founder of Fish City Grill and Half Shells, and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us.
1: Thanks, David. It's good to be back.
0: Oh, right. it's good to have you back, and it's good to see that you're got to come back. Well, you got other locations too, but let's talk about this one. I mean, I was—I remember reading your employees, you know, ran into the the walk-in cooler, which was a pretty smart thing to do with hindsight. To uh, to get away from the storm that was coming.
1: Yeah, our general manager got all of our team members in. One team member realized there was a customer still sitting at the bar, so she went and grabbed him, and the two of them uh, laid down in the in the middle of the cook line right as the tornado hit. And everybody survived, and nobody was hurt. So.
0: Boy, and that's amazing because, I mean, I I think everybody must have driven past Preston Royal. Boy, we had a long time to drive by because it took forever to clean that place up. But that was amazing that that nobody got killed in that thing or injured.
1: Yeah, it is. Like I say, everyone was very blessed about that.
0: So tell me about the plans now. So you're you're going to finally reopen here more than two years later. And, And are you still planning on opening next month?
1: Correct. We should open January 17th and we'll be in a we'll obviously still be in that center, but we'll be in a little bit of a different location. We'll be kind of around the corner from where we were a little bit larger space. So we'll have a a different layout, but it'll still be a small quaint neighborhood seafood uh, joint.
0: Did you think it was going to be two and a half? years? was not quite two and a half year over two years before you get rebuilt.
1: No, I I figured we'd be open within a year. Just been a it's been a long, slow process. Took a long time for the uh, just for them to get the shell building built. And it's taken us a long time to get open just because we're we're waiting on things like air conditioners and electric panels and front doors to come in. Just the supply chain issues have been just phenomenal for us and everybody else that's trying to build a restaurant.
0: Well and 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 of course, the fact is maybe you dodge the bullet in the sense that you weren't open during COVID because you would have been closed. I, I, I guess for a good bit of that time, were many of your locations closed for a long time?
1: No, Oliver. Uh, we we did close one store permanently, but everything else stayed open, and we did reasonably well. And uh, yeah, our, our customers at every location were very loyal to us, and our sales only dropped—say only dropped about twenty to thirty percent, which is phenomenal. During you know when we had no dining rooms and things like that, so. We rode through the storm fairly well.
0: What? So, did you pivot? I mean, were you going to delivery, or was it still all dying in
1: Well, we we did a little bit of everything. At one point, it was you know we were delivery only, to go and delivery only. Right. We tried doing our own delivery, and that, and you know, we gave up on that. We tried with a food truck for a while, and then we tried a virtual kitchen, doing a uh, Nashville hot concept, but really. um at the end of the day we just we realized what we needed to do is just focus on the basics of being who we are, which is just a, a neighborhood seafood joint. Uh, just focused on whatever customers we could get in our building, we took care of, but we also took advantage of whatever opportunity we could to establish patios, where patios would have never been conceived of before. Right, yeah. yeah. So like in front of other retail locations, et cetera.
0: Yeah, and, and, and more and more locations are doing that. I think that's a positive ad too. But also a lot of locations are, were wishing back then that they had end caps so that they could have like a drive-through window. I mean, did you oh. consider that in, in going back into to Preston Royal and and as you look at new stores?
1: Uh, As we look at new stores, yes, as far as interior design, we're looking at larger to go areas and the expediter areas is changed up to accommodate more uh, to go and delivery. Preston Roll itself, we're still landlocked. We're still, you know, we're we're in line. We do not have an end caps or, and don't have much of a patio, but as far as new stores, and we opened two new stores during the pandemic, both of which opened with record sales and are still doing record sales those have fairly large patios and are, are open and have more of a coastal open air feel to them than than the, the older stores. So
0: so you lost one and opened two, so you're net up one. Uh mm-hmm. How do you pick a location? What is it? What, what do you what do you look for? Do you look for neighborhoods?
1: Look for neighborhoods. Look for co-tenants. We do use a site selection service, kind of as a as one of the one of the tools in the toolbox. It's really just kind of a gut feel. Um, the two new stores we opened, one is in Burleson, which is actually a franchise location. And the other one was in San Antonio, just at an area that we've been studying that market for quite a while. And that, that store has done extremely well, you know, coming up, we'll have, you know, obviously Preston, uh, Preston Royal opening in January. Then in February or March, we're going to move our half shells at legacy town center down a block into the former taco diner space to capture a larger patio and a little bigger footprint. And then we'll have three, possibly three new stores opening. We'll have another store in San Antonio open in April. We're about to start construction. We'll have another store opening in Waco, which will be June. And we are we are at letter of intent level with another location in far North Dallas. No if that cure. comes through, that'll be October and we have a franchisee that should be opening a store hopefully in october or new or november as well so we this currently- is
0: amazing i mean you guys bill you guys grew like like glaciers move <laughs> and all of a sudden now <laughs> what's the catalyst
1: just um we just have a really strong team we've been really focusing on our operations but also focusing on a branding ref- a refresh and a remodel refresh and just we feel like we have a We've got all the pieces to, in the right places to move forward and to move forward fairly quickly, and just got a very enthusiastic management team and team member base.
0: Yeah, so it must be good because you've got to do a lot of delegating to to have that kind of growth and that sort of simult that kind of simultaneous growth too.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we we just have a great team. Very very fortunate.
0: So, Tim, you talked about the supply chain in in getting this new location. You know, waiting for different components and everything else. What about for the commodity? I mean, you, it strikes me that you need fresh seafood and you can't sit around and wait three weeks for you know, something to show up. Are you, are, have you had any challenges there? We're having a
1: lot of challenges with commodities. We're not having challenge with fresh seafood, you know, because of our flexibility with, with what we put on our chalkboards, et cetera. So if it comes in, it's fresh. And, you know, we, we buy what we can. We've had a fairly consistent source of our main products like salmon, trout, um, you know, cod, things like that. Yeah, there are, we do bring in some frozen products and those are the ones we're having struggles with. You know, our snow crab legs, sometimes our catfish, issues like that. We're having, we and everyone else is having issues with things from plastic straws to liquor companies are running out of bottles for their you know, for for the bottles, put liquor in. Are you kidding? Um, it's just everything. It's napkins. It's to go ware. It's just things you would never ever have considered. Ketchup, mayonnaise. Just you know, it's just it's here one day and it's not the next, and it's back again the following week. So you
0: must. I mean, you've been doing this long enough. You must have a pretty good relationship with all these suppliers. So they must talk to you. What? How long do they think this is going to go on?
1: I don't know. It seems to be easing. Well. Prior to this latest, latest round of COVID, I can't I can't speak for that, but prior to up to the last two or three weeks, things were easing up. It seemed like there was a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, still a very long tunnel, but yeah. it was getting better. Our, our poor purchasing. Person. Mary has been she's she's had the job that nobody's wanted for the last year and has done a, a, a phenomenal job of, of doing
0: that. No, I can understand that. Well, I mean, you speak about what's going on right now. And, I, you know, there is some sense that the East Coast, uh, New York City is, you know, shutting down and, the, and, and quite often. In fact, just backing up from there, a lot of times it seems like it starts in the UK, comes across the Atlantic, comes in the eastern seaboard and then finally moves in a wave down through here are you you bracing for another round of this it's always
1: yeah it's always at the back of our mind but you know thank goodness we're in texas and thank goodness we're in in florida oklahoma and arkansas which are all you know fairly have been business has been fairly resistant and government has been fairly open-minded to you know keeping small businesses going got you know thank goodness
0: yeah, it's true. And, and again, the, the Payroll Protection Program, is, I guess, really really helped at the time. Tell me about uh, personnel, because that's the other challenge, it seems like. I, I uh, During, you know, during the COVID shutdown, a lot of people went, you know, waiters and other people went out of the business and went off and did other things. And it seems like it's been hard to to get personnel back.
1: It has been. It's, it is a challenge. But let's say right now we are full staffed, but we're I'd say full staff with a caveat. A lot of people are working more than they would like to be working. You know, there's quite a bit of overtime. And as far as people, you know, being able to just, you know, substitute out shifts, you know, needing a day off and finding someone else to be able to pick up their shift, that's been a challenge. So, again, I think we're doing better than most concepts out there. And, you know, just, but it's, you know, bench strength is what we don't have right now. We do have it in our management staff, though. It's the hourly team members that are, it's the biggest challenge.
0: Yeah. What about, have you made any adjustments going forward? I, I, some, especially some larger, um, organizations have put in kiosks or some sort of automation, maybe going to fast casual when everything used to be waiter, something that would, would cut down on the, on the need for as is, is, is greater personnel
1: no we we haven't i mean obviously during the the dining room shutdown we we were yeah fast casual at best but no i mean it, our model is taking care of customers within our four walls and you know again it's one of the as you know most all of our well, all of our restaurants have very small footprints and it doesn't take a lot of people to mm-hmm. run one of our stores that's been a that's become a very big blessing for us
0: well and also you point out the flexibility of having a chalkboard so if you don't have something it's just not it's not on the menu you don't have uh-huh. to do any reprinting or anything like that well look I, I i'm sure everybody in in the neighborhood around Preston royal has been bugging you trying to find out when, when the place is going to open back up again so you're yeah. definitely dark it's the 17th of january right is that what it is
1: if the air conditioning units come in it'll be january 17th so we're they're they're on a truck somewhere
0: well hopefully you won't need a lot of air conditioning on january the 17th right. but, but the way it's been lately you don't know bill baines the chief seafood officer founder of fish city grill and and half shells and and congratulations as a survivor you you can now officially make it through anything see if you've made it through this
1: Boy, no kidding.
0: Thank you, David. <laughs> For more of our conversation with Mr. Bain, go to krld.com/slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.